Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I have such a treat for us today. And if you have been following the entire journey of comedian Missy Hall, you get to check in with Missy again today. Missy is not only a comedian, but drumroll, breast cancer survivor, new breast cancer survivor. And it has just been a miracle and also just such an honor to have Missy come back throughout this entire journey going through breast cancer to not only check in with us and have some very authentic conversations about going through cancer, but also what it's like to be a comedian and have to be funny and go on stage and perform while you're going through cancer treatment. So Missy, welcome back to Beating Cancer Daily. I am beyond thrilled to be here. It's such an honor to get to join this conversation. So thank you for having me back. <laughs> well, you are a fan favorite. And so it is so fun to see where you are in your process and also learn more and more about comic perspective. Because I know how I do it when I write comedy and perform, but I find it fascinating to talk to other comedians and other comedy writers and learn how they approach comedy and the comic perspective and where it developed and how it developed and how do you stay funny when you're told you have cancer? So where are you in this process? Are you in this limbo after you've been diagnosed and gone through treatment and now you're just trying to get back to your normal? That is the perfect word is limbo. I feel very like I feel like Bambi on ice, you know, <laughs> like, am I doing it right? And the past few days have been great, but I got to tell you, I went through quite a funk, like at the beginning of the week, because I allowed my brain to go back, you know, I've lost my biological innocence. <laughs> that's such a good way to put it right? <laughs> biological innocence that's such a good way to put it and she's not talking about her virginity no she has no. a daughter she's really talking about what happens when you get diagnosed with cancer and thrown into this cancer world what an interesting way to phrase it missy yeah and it's funny i haven't heard anybody use that term but i used it with one of my doctors and she'd also said she hadn't heard it but i think i think that's something that we can relate to what do know? we have to do copyright it trademark it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> i don't know i feel we gotta do something because everybody owns things now i know <laughs> no but somewhere like 20 years from now at some conference someone's gonna say Biological Innocence, first coined September 2023 by <laughs> Missy Hall. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and I shall feel so proud. So, <laughs> yes. But I am I'm doing very well. And some new aches and pains have arisen that I only like to talk about because I wasn't expecting my arm to start hurting again. And I feel like if you're hearing me right now and some strange thing pops up, I was like, oh, I thought I was all healed from surgery and now my arm doesn't work again. That's been kind of kind of weird, but I perked myself up because I just yesterday, this voice in my head was like, you are acting and thinking like somebody who's not in her survivorship. I was allowing my brain to go down the road of, well, what if it comes back? What if it's somewhere we don't know about? What if, and I was doing all of that. That inner voice can work for you or against you. It mm -hmm. really can. And I know that I didn't know that that inner voice existed in everyone. I thought (laughs) I was just crazy until someone (laughs) said there was an inner voice. And I was like, oh, it's not just me. I never told anybody about that <laughs> before. <laughs> but what you're doing is just so real because that voice can terrorize you, especially when you've been diagnosed with cancer. So I just want to spend a minute on that voice uh, because I believe that there is a way to tame it. I teach how to tame it. And there are episodes in this podcast where we talk about it and give strategy. So if you haven't heard cancer voice, or I like to imitate it as cancer voice. It's, yeah. very, very, <laughs> it's like an exorcist cancer. I've voice. heard your scary cancer voice. <laughs> Does it sound like your scary cancer voice or is your scary cancer voice nicer? No, it's not nice. It's it has that same like we don't know where it could be. <laughs> Do you get this pop up ad from TikTok that goes, "We're watching you"? Do you get I that? Have, I have not. Oh, I don't even have TikTok. I don't have it. And when I click on something on YouTube, all of a sudden this TikTok commercial comes on. I'm so terrified by it because it sounds like my cancer voice that I just hit it off really fast. Yes, that's terrifying. That is terrifying. (laughs) But just back to the cancer voice episode, there is a way to tame that voice and there is a way to actually have that voice work for you so that it really helps you move along through the mental part of the cancer journey, and also just useful in everyday life. And just quickly, it was taught to me by somebody who works with high-performance athletes, especially Olympic athletes or national competition athletes. And they are trained not only to tame that voice that Missy and I have been (laughs) demonstrating, but use that voice to propel them in whatever they want to achieve athletically. And so I just went, whoa, if it works for Olympic athletes, that could work for me. So I actually 
use this, a similar training so that I visualize and hear in my head success all the time, <laughs> which makes me fearless, oddly fearless, but it does. And it's really served me well. And when people say things like, Saren, how did you feel confident like to stand in front of the United Nations or wherever all the cool major programs I've gotten to do or television shows I've been interviewed on. It's because I really just learned how to convert that very disruptive and destructive internal voice and then convert that into somebody that's my biggest cheerleader. (laughs) It's perfect. You've done a personality swap. I did. My, 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 schizophrenia. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, I try to reason with mine. I I was like, okay, I know you live in that part of my brain that's trying to keep me safe. And you're trying to keep me safe by scaring the daylights out of me on a regular basis. But you don't have to do that right now because we're fine. We're smooth. (laughs) You can calm down and you can take a break until we need to be scared. <laughs> Missy, you are so sweet to your voice. I you are it. so sweet. You're like romancing your voice. You sound the way my husband sounded when I had Alexa. And I think I talked about it before. I got rid of that girl because my husband was seducing her. He would speak to her so beautifully. And I just was like, get that woman out of our bedroom. I don't want you talking like that to other people, but that's how you sound. Exactly. And it's funny that you mentioned Alexa because my husband is just cruel to her. It's like he uses (laughs) all of the anger that he can't use out in the real world. And he'll say horrible things to Alexa. And and I'm yelling apologies in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so funny. I, I believe that these shows on television are so popular where you get to spy on people with those cameras, like The Bachelor and Paradise and all these different shows, because people just want to see the crazy of other people. It's true. Yeah. Because I would I would pay to see your husband <laughs> do that a time or two, just because it just sounds so funny. And then you, because you're such a pacifier in the background, just like bargaining politeness. Please don't stop coming to our home, Alexa. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't <laughs> believe you're real. So he feels like he can talk to you that way. But I know this hurts your heart. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think there's some master person back at Amazon just laughing their ass off at all of us because I sure hope so. Because <laughs> they're they're eavesdropping on all of our Alexa conversations, but not mine anymore. I put that. See, I can't curse. It would have been funny to say the word just in this context. I'm not a cursor, but it would have been funny to put that H O back in the closet. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I love when you come and I, I always try to bring some light 
into how we deal with the world through our comic perspective. Because if you've listened to any of the Tumor Humor episodes or any of the other episodes with Missy, I really try to bring a comic perspective to cancer treatment. That's why I wrote the 31-day cancer comedy challenge. So Missy, anything that you can share with us that's popping into your head about how the comic perspective has served you in your cancer treatment or how you use it just to craft your comedy before you go on stage? It's it's interesting because I've made myself sit and think about it. In my mind, I usually just get on stage and blurt things, but then I realized what I do is I take the reality of the situation. 99.9% of the time, there is something either ridiculous or unexpected or funny that happens during cancer treatment, during those appointments, during those times. And what I like to do is use a method where I will talk about things like step-by-step and normal, and then just add the twist of the weird thing that happened. So Um, the audience is expecting you to be very realistic and they don't see the twist or the surprise that's going to hit them next. Right. Right. And this is something that everybody can use when trying to craft a story, or if you would like to share just with somebody that you're sharing your own journey with, to just tell like a normal step, a normal step, and then a little surprise. Yeah, Missy's also talking about the element of three, and we've talked about that before, that the brain just likes threes. It really does. And so comedians use it because your brain is like, ah, three, okay, it's going to happen. And then that third thing is so absurd that your brain just goes, ha, (laughs) exactly. So for instance, I would make a joke about being nervous and preparing to go to a doctor's appointment. So I'm going to make sure that I have my insurance card and all of my information that I'll need. And then I'll make sure that I'm clean and fresh and and my teeth are brushed. And then I'll have to decide where am I going to hide my underwear? Because (laughs) yes, things, but we all, I don't care who... You are. When you are at a doctor's appointment and you have to have all your clothes off, I don't think any of us just leave our underwear out, right? Everybody stashes their underwear. So that just that little silly example can take a story where you're talking about being nervous and adding that to it. And it makes you laugh and it makes whoever you're sharing your story with laugh. It's such a valuable technique, even if you're not a comedian. But I'll tell you, this podcast inspires people to write comedy. And it also has inspired people to try open mic nights. I got a message from somebody who just said that they started to go to comedy clubs way more since they started listening to Beating Cancer Daily. Once they started hearing comedian after comedian they thought, oh, I can think of something funny about my life and then another thing and then another thing. 
And then they were like, I think I'm going to get up, even though it feels terrifying to go to an open mic. I think I'm going to try it. And so I think that's a blessing about cancer treatment is that if you think that you want to try something, all of a sudden it doesn't seem like such a big deal because you're going through cancer treatment. So you just like do it. What the heck? What do I have to lose? I'm already doing this. And you get a bit less fearful, I think. I agree 110%. Like it's a lot harder to scare you with before getting your diagnosis and going through treatment. If you were somebody who was thinking, I could never stand on a stage and tell a joke at this point, You've got to feel like, huh, that really isn't that scary. (laughs) I've Um, been naked in front of half the hospital getting (laughs) examined. I can be naked on stage, not not literally, but. They frown upon that, I found out. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like that. Um, (laughs) Except there are nudist colonies that do book comedians and then. There you go. You're vulnerable and naked. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) Thing that you say that because I've known about those clubs and I haven't thought about it in years. And I was always like, I could never do that. Now I totally could. Like it (laughs) wouldn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you get a lot of you get a lot of good humor out of your breast reduction that happened because of cancer treatment. Yes. Oh, man, you are such a delight. I love when you come to Beating Cancer Daily. I love chatting with you. And I know that the listeners do too, because I get asked, when's Missy coming back? And I'm like, she's scheduled. We heart each other. We love when we get stuck. (laughs) That just makes my heart sore. Like that (laughs) sore, S-O-A-R, not (laughs) So thank you. Thank yeah. you. And yes, this is so fun. This is I so want you fun. all to be able to stalk Missy on social media. So if you haven't heard these episodes before, again, go back to where you listen to Beating Cancer Daily. Type Missy's name in, M-I-S-S-Y, or comedian, and her episodes will come up. There are so many. They're just so beautiful and authentic. But you can also find her on her Facebook page where on Tuesday nights, she does a date night with her husband live. And you can you can meet the man who is nasty to Alexa. <laughs> He's also a comedian and they have a lot of fun and they now have listeners all over. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So if you want to know more about Missy Hall and you can't find her on social media, just write us at the Comedy Cures Foundation or hit the record button and let us know and we'll send you her signature. Missy, big hugs to you, girl. Thank you. Big hugs right back. She really does listen to the podcast, everybody. I just want to let you know that. (laughs) I was listening to the sugar episode this morning. Oh, that's amazing. It it is a great episode with Jackie Bryan, our functional medicine expert. If you haven't heard Jackie's episodes, they are so packed of scientific information on really how to go through 
a cancer treatment and just live in wellness, like truthfully live in wellness. So have a blessed day and I will see you tomorrow. If you love today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor-supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to ComedyCures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.